Shabbat Shalom, everybody. Shabbat Shalom. We're now entering the very last Parsha of Genesis. And we're facing next week a new book. And as we enter this last portion of Genesis, I feel like we in life are also about to open a new book. It's a difficult moment. But for right now, and I'll come back to our difficult moment, I want to talk about Jacob's difficult life. He had a really difficult life, filled with endless pain. I mean, think about it. When he was young, a young adult, his brother Esau wanted to kill him. Now, I know it was for a good reason, but still, you know, his brother wanted to kill him. And he ran away from home. He lived in Lavan's house, his father-in-law, for about 20 years. And let's just say that Lavan was not a supportive father-in-law. His daughter, Dina, was raped. His sons, Shimon and Levi, Simeon and Levi, slaughtered the people of Shechem in revenge. His beloved wife, Rachel, died in childbirth. His eldest son, Reuben, Reuben sleeps with his concubine, Bilhah. And tragic, tragically, maybe most tragically, he believed that Joseph, his very favorite son, Rachel's child, was attacked by a wild animal and killed, and he became a grief-stricken father and mourned for him for many years before being re reunited with him in Egypt. And this is not only the reader's view, the reader of the Torah's view, but he but Jacob himself, when asked last week in last Parsha, Mikates, by Pharaoh how, how old he was, he said, Hayu yemei shnei chayai. I'm sorry, sorry. Ma'at v'ra'im hayu yemei shnei chayai. The days of my life were few and evil. I mean, this is our patriarch. This is our ancestor, Jacob, Israel, the one whom we're named for. Few and evil, that's how he sums it up? That's, I mean, I know there's lots of tragedy in his life, but what about when he wrestled with the angel? What about when he fell in love with Rachel? What about when he spoke to God? Is that all he has to say about his entire life? And this is the week in which he faces his own death. He wants to leave a legacy. And when he blesses his sons, you can see how he names this evil. Regarding Reuben, his eldest, he says, when you mounted your father's bed, then you defiled it. This is a blessing? <laughs> and for Shimon and Levi, who committed a massacre in revenge, as I said, for Dina's rape, he says, Wronging weapons are their ties of kinship, for in their anger they kill men, and in their self will they maim bulls. This is all in very cryptic ancient Hebrew poetry, so I'm going to spare you that for tonight. Damned be their anger that it is so fierce, their fury that it is so harsh. How do we make sense of these as blessings? How could these possibly be blessings?
first I want to say, wow, he sees his children for who they are, or at least part of who they are, and names, right? Names the, the shame, the pain, and gives them some blame, and maybe that's appropriate. I mean, they did some really bad things. But I think there's something here that's extraordinary. Think about the past generations. Think about Abraham and Sarah and their, their children, Yitzchak and Yishmael. Remember, only one son, Yitzchak, is blessed. The other one is driven out. Then think again about Yitzchak and Rebekah and their sons, Esav and Yaakov. Remember that the, the, there was one important blessing for Jacob, and Esau is cheated out of it, and he tragically says, Avi, habracha achat yeshlacha. Do you, I think I quoted that right. Do you only have one blessing for me, Father? Only, or no, sorry. Do you only have one blessing? In other words, is there only one major blessing, and that's for Jacob? What heartbreak ensued. So in these two generations, one child gets the pivotal blessing and one child doesn't. One child is chosen and one child is unchosen. But in Jacob's family, despite cruel and damaging favoritism on his part, every single son has a place in the destiny of the people of Israel, has a portion no matter what they did Every son is chosen as having a role, a destiny, a purpose. And I say sons intentionally because Dina, as Rabbi Mira so beautifully pointed out, did not get a blessing. But tonight, she did get a blessing. Jacob sees the worst traits of his sons and he blesses them instead of exiling banishing the unchosen child. In a way, he answers Esau's heartbreaking question, habracha achat yeshlacha, by saying, I have many blessings. No matter what you did, children, no matter what you did, my rotten sons, I have a blessing for you. Jacob holds within him multitudes of blessings and maybe therein lies his greatness, that no matter what, he sees his son, he names his son, he blesses his son, each one of them. And one can imagine that was not easy for him. And in fact, according to the Midrash and commentary, he had great anguish before he gave his sons these blessings. Before he blesses them, it says he called them all together. It doesn't stay for blessing. It says, Vaikra Yaakov el Banav. He called to his sons. The Midrash reads the word calls as a calling out in anguish to God for help. According to the Hasidic master, Mehashiloach, the Ishbitzer, Yaakov is anxiety-written because he desires to bless his sons, but he was uncertain whether he should, given their terrible behavior regarding the selling of Joseph, of Joseph into slavery. For this re reason, Jacob, our father, cried out, Vaikra, right, calling to God. 
God, place words in my mouth because I am at a loss. Jacob beseeches God to help him complete his faithful task. And indeed, the Torah does not mention that Jacob blessed his sons, that these were blessings until after he blessed them. And then it says something really beautiful. It says, he blessed them, each one according to what belonged to each as their blessing, he blessed them. Each with the blessing that was appropriate to them. He had the courage to, again, see them, name what they did, and nevertheless, despite everything, bless them. I can only imagine his anguish and his pain, and it makes me think about our moment. Do we have the capacity to bless? Yesterday, when I, we were talking about not meeting tonight in person, I felt my entire system shut down, get depressed, my heart turn off. I felt like I couldn't handle yet another complete shutdown of being cut off from life, cut off from you, cut off from my friends, cut off from family. I just felt like I can't do it again. How can we handle it all? How can we handle it and stay alive and present? How can we hold it and still bless? still be alive and connected to one another. Maybe Jacob is modeling for us that despite everything, we can stand here and bless because there are still ways for us to live and be alive and be connected to one another. To hold this entire terrifying catastrophe and bless, what would that mean? I want to go to a, a bit of a more hopeful, maybe, cons maybe more of a moment of consolation in the Parsha. Jacob has one unequivocal blessing, and it happens before he blesses his sons. It's when he blesses his grandchildren. And I hear from people who are grandparents grand, um, that it is, in a way, easier to bless your grandchildren unequivocally or to be you know, less ambivalent about your grandchildren, like they are like just the shining apples of your eyes. And children are complicated, right? So what Jacob says when he beholds Joseph's sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, he says, the angel who has redeemed me from all evil, may that angel bless these lads. And in them may my name be recalled and the names of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, and may they be teeming multitudes of, upon the earth. So what's he talking about? The angel who redeemed me from all evil? He just described his entire life as evil. What is he saying? But maybe in this moment, He's finally recognizing the good. And in fact, he says to Joseph, I never expected to see you again. And here, God has let me see your children as well. 
a deep recognition of goodness, of even of the miraculous, or as we say in Hebrew, hakarat hatov, deep recognition of what is good. Can we see what is good even in the face of bad, or even alongside the bad? I often tell a story of, and I'll tell it again, even if many of you have heard it, um, when my daughter was very sick with cancer and she was going through uh, chemo, life really felt like a nightmare. And yet we met some incredible people and we met children who to me were like complete angels and nurses, some nurses who were like angels and some doctors who were like, we don't like all of them, but the ones that we connected to made all the difference in the world. And I would say to my daughter again and again, till I got a little obnoxious, just because everything is bad, doesn't mean that nothing is good. So I wanna bless us with Yaakov's angel. If you remember Yaakov's angels helped protect Yaakov at crucial moments, right? When Yaakov was running away from Esav, um, Yaakov had this dream about angels going up and down a ladder and woke up and said, ha, huh, God was in this place and I didn't know it. So maybe right now, even in this place, even with everything happening in the world on so many levels, COVID, democracy, climate crisis, God is in this place too. Shabbat Shalom.